Mama. Welcome back to the Joy-Filled Mama podcast. I'm Jenna, Jesus follower, coffee lover, and tiny human raiser. If you're ready to reclaim joy in motherhood, find purpose in your season, and learn how to embrace life as a fully connected, fully engaged, truly joy-filled mama, then you've come to the right place. Together, we will dive into the struggles we face in postpartum and motherhood, reveal truths that will carry us through the hard stuff, and discover the joy-filled life we were meant to have. So refill your coffee, throw that AirPod in, because I know you're probably multitasking a million and one things right now, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Joy-Filled Mama podcast. Today, we are on part two of our postpartum series, and today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about bringing home the baby and some tips for transitioning from one to two children. Obviously, I can't speak from experience when it comes to the transition as you have more kids, but I can speak from experience when it comes to transitioning from one to two kids and how that goes, how it's like. But first, before we get into that, as always, I want to read the review of the week. So today's review is a five-star review from Lindsay T, and it says, Much needed. I am always so excited when a new podcast is launched. It starts my day off with so much joy and encouragement. Definitely a must-listen for all mamas. Thank you, Lindsay, for leaving that review. I so appreciate any time that you guys take time out of your day to write a review and to share this podcast, and I want to say thank you in any way that I can. So if that was you, if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, she just read my review, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I have a gift that I want to send you. Like I said, I'm so grateful that you guys take time out of your day to leave a review and to share on your Instagram stories. It, number one, means so much to me to know that it's helping you and you're listening and you're loving it. And number two, it it's it helps so much to just get this message out to as many ears as possible. Okay, so let's dive in to today's episode. One of the number one questions that I get asked is, how did it go? How was it when you transitioned from one to two babies? I get asked this a lot because my kids are 16 months apart. (laughs) And I know. um, And anytime I, you know, meet someone or even just anytime I have a friend who gets pregnant and is like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have kids that are really close together, I usually get a message asking how it went, any tips, all of that. So I thought that I would share just a few things that were helpful for me and some things that I learned. And obviously this is all hindsight. So my biggest tip is have grace. And if if you're just in survival mode, that's okay. Because a lot of times, the postpartum time, that fourth trimester, those first few months, it's survival mode. And again, this is hindsight. So 
talking back, I can look back on it kind of with rose-colored glasses and be like, oh, it was great. It was so lovely, blah, blah, blah. But on the, it, there were hard days. There were hard times. It was not easy having a toddler and a newborn. But I will say that now, fast forward a ye- almost a year, and it is so, so fun having kids close in age. And it is so, so fun. And watching them, watching their friendship form and just watching how how Miles just loves Birdie and how he looks out for her and cares for her and just watching the way that she looks at him and looks up to him and uh, it just, it's so worth it. The hard, the hard times are so worth it because it's such a short time, honestly, and it pays off so much because they're going to be forever best friends. And I know this from experience too, because me and my little brother are 14 months apart. So I have siblings really close in age and now I get to watch siblings grow up that are close in age. So that's my little plug that if you are thinking about having kids close in age and you're scared or you don't know if you can handle it, just go for it. You can do it. And I'm going to share some tips with you, some things that I learned from our experience and some things that looking back, I am so grateful that we did. So the first thing is communicate clearly what you need from your husband and or your support people and then let them help you. <laughs> I think we have this desire to want to do it all and want to do everything, but this time of our lives is the most vulnerable time you'll it's the most vulnerable you'll ever be. Recovering and healing, and having a new baby, and all the things. And we're going to have an episode all about recovery. I think it's next week is our recovery episode, so that's going to be super fun. So make sure you subscribe so that you can be the first to be notified when that drops. But communicating clearly what you need from your husband and what you need from, and when I say support people, I mean people like your mom or sisters or anyone that's close to you that's going to be around and helping you. I know for me, my support people were my husband and my mom, pretty much. Obviously, I have more people in my life that were supporting me, but those two were kind of my Uh, my biggest, the people that I leaned on the most. So for my mom, I, after I had Miles, and a lot of this series is going to be kind of going back and forth between my two experiences and just talking about what I've learned and what I've done differently. Um, And so after I had Miles, I wanted my mom to do all these things for me and help me in all these ways, but I never communicated what exactly I wanted her to do. And so My mom was a doula, actually, for a long time. And so I was like, cool, my mom is a doula. How much better can it get? So she's going to help me with all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. But then I never communicated to her, like, mom, I need you to help me with X, Y, Z. And so then I just was kind of disappointed and frustrated. And it wasn't her fault. She she didn't know what she wanted, what I wanted her to do. And what is she just going to come in and barge in and tell me how to do all these things? Um, absolutely not. She's not going to do that. And so this time around, I communicated very clearly with her, even in the hospital. I 
knew that I really wanted to breastfeed Birdie. And with Miles, I didn't get to very long. And so I was super determined. And she was telling me, I remember she was telling me how to do something. And I was like, mom, I need you to, to hold her and show me, put her on my boob and show me how to do it. And she's like, okay. And if I hadn't have done that, even just that simple little thing, I don't know if I would have had the success that I had. I'm still breastfeeding Birdie a year later and we, homegirl is not stopping anytime soon. Let me tell you that. But I had to learn how to communicate and that's been something that has not been easy for me my whole life. I, I'm an, I'm a nine on the Enneagram and so it's in my nature to just kind of let people do what they want and then have unmet expectations. And so I had to learn how to communicate very clearly from the very beginning and even before we were into the postpartum craziness of it all, what I needed and what I wanted. And I did the same thing with my husband. Obviously, I communicated to him that I just, you know, I would say things like I just I need just some time alone or I need this or Um, whatever it was that day, just communicating very clearly what you need from your people because they love you and they want to help you. But you have to communicate what what you need, especially with your husband, because with your mom or other women, especially women who have been through it, you know, they can kind of anticipate your needs. They're going to know more what you need before you need it because They've walked through it and they know maybe even before you know what you need. But your husband, this is so, especially if this is your first baby, this is so, such uncharted territory for him. And you've got to put yourself in his shoes that he just watched the woman he loves go through the hardest, probably most painful experience of her life. And now she's emotionally her hormones are all over the place. She's recovering physically from a an extreme event <laughs> and losing sleep, taking care of a baby and learning all these new things. So he's watching you go through this and it's probably not easy for him, you know? And and so when we when we remove ourselves a little bit and we and we think about it from our husband's perspective and how he wants to help us and he wants he wants to help you and he wants to to be there for you but he probably just doesn't know how and when I realized that it made me have more of a tender spot in my heart obviously and it just made me more determined to communicate exactly what I needed from him and don't feel this is the one time in your life that you can let people not the one time you need to let people help you all the time but if you're somebody who doesn't like to ask for help and likes to be the boss and likes to um, do all the things, let me tell you that this is a time when you've got to let people help you, especially when you're transitioning from one to two kids, especially if you're adding another baby to your family. This is the time that you've got to let people help you. I know I went on a tangent about the husband thing. (laughs) And then I just realized, actually, I'm talking to people who already have a baby, so they've been through it. But still, you got to think about your husband. You got to think about 
what he needs. You got to think about that because even if it's the second time, even if it's not your first rodeo, your husband still doesn't really know what you need, you know, and you've got to tell him what you need. You've got to communicate clearly what you need. The second thing, my second tip is to carve out intentional one-on-one time with the older sibling. Even if it's just sitting on the couch, sitting together, watching a movie while the baby naps or sitting on the floor and building a tower or I'm just going off of things that Miles loves to do. It can be really small things, but just carving out intentional one-on-one time with that older sibling is really helpful for them and is really will do a lot of good for your relationship with them and just let them know that mama's still here, mama still is here for you and and we're in this together and all of those things. Another thing that you can do to carve out intentional time and to just invite your your older sibling along the journey during this postpartum time is start to watch and learn them and learn, you know, what their love languages are. So if you know that your child is loves quality time, then sitting together and watching a movie is probably going to be really great for them. And if you know that, you know, they love physical touch and they love that affirmation, then just hold their hand while you're nursing or give them a hug every once in a while. Just remembering that older sibling is super important. And letting them help you let them help you with little things like getting a diaper for you or grabbing the package of wipes or just little things depending on the age of your child it's going to be different on exactly what they can do but even miles at 16 months old was able to get a diaper you know we kept them in a basket where they were easy to reach and he was able to help with little things like that and he just loves helping with any little thing and I think that it's developed he is the best helper even now and so I think that responsibility early on helped him a lot and it helped develop this um this helper spirit in him and I think sometimes we feel bad for you know having babies close together we feel like it's gonna taint our older child's experience or childhood but I think it has molded him into I think he's going to be a better man for it having a younger sister that you know is really close in age to him just let him help you let them help you with little things one thing that Miles loved to do was well if I was say I was changing Birdie's diaper and she was crying or whatever he loved to like hold her little hand and kiss her head and just console her, and I, I taught, we taught him how to say, say, I'm here, sissy, I'm here, sissy, and so, you know, he would say cute things like that, and that really, I think, helped him bond with her, and helped him feel like this was our baby, and this is our family, and we're all in this together, and that brings me to my last little tip, is just remember that you don't have to be everybody's everything all the time. This is one thing that my mom reminded me of and it stuck with me that in the same way that we are graced for motherhood and we are graced for this experience and God has given us what we need so was the rest of our family you were graced and so were your family 
That's why God created the family unit, so that we can be a support system for one another and so that one person doesn't have to be everybody's everything. And we we beat ourselves up for not having enough of us to go around in this season. But honestly, there doesn't need to be enough of us. We can share the load. We can, I truly believe that God graces all of us for this postpartum time. You know, you, your husband, your older child, and the baby. God gives us all a, a grace to handle it. And so God graced you for motherhood, but he also graced your older child to become an, a big sister or a big brother. And he also graced your husband to be able to share more of the load and take on more of the responsibility and the the house stuff. And one thing that I realized, uh, I had to realize was that I wanted to, it was easier for me to just, especially with nursing and, and that, all that, it was easier for me to just kind of take care of Birdie all the time. And I would, I found myself wanting to be the only one that was caring for her and be the only one that was, you know, holding her or changing her diaper or all of that. But like I said before, our, our husbands and our support people, they want to help us. And so sometimes that looks like letting them take the baby so that you can spend some time with your older sibling. But also at the same time, if the older child doesn't get that time with you, I truly believe that they'll be okay because they're graced for it. And I found myself often feeling guilty, but what I didn't realize was that Miles was really used to his dad being gone at work for Monday through Thursday from 9 to 5, and then all of a sudden, we have a new baby, and he gets to have his dad with him all day long. And that was a blessing for him and that was fun for him and that was exciting. And so I know it might be a blow to our ego, but just remember that you don't have to be everybody's everything and you're not everybody's everything and your your spouse and your support people and your children that you already have are graced for it and and we're all graced to handle it, you know, so just trust that and share the load and just slow down and spend that one-on-one time. Remember that you don't have to be everybody's everything and communicate clearly what you need from the people around you that love you and that want to help you. I hope that if you've been feeling a little bit anxious, maybe you're you know, you're pregnant with your second baby or you're thinking about having another baby, but you just don't know if you're going to be able to handle it. I hope that you feel more excited and more relaxed and more ready. And I hope this helped you. I really hope that you don't feel anxious anymore because honestly, even on the hardest days, it's so, so worth it. And I think you know that by now, you know that motherhood is is an ebb and flow of really, really hard days, and then days where you just realize it all kind of feels like it comes together and you realize, wow, this is why, this is why I go through the hard days because it's so, so good (laughs) all the time. So as always, thank you so much for being here. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. 
And don't forget to come over to Facebook and join our Joy-Filled Mamas group for daily encouragement, support, motherhood, real talk, connection, all the things. Come hang out with us on Facebook. It's just Joy-Filled Mamas, super easy to search. And we'll add you to the group and you can come be a part of the fun over there. Praying joy, unspeakable joy over you today and always and that you face whatever life throws your way with the joy of the Lord as your strength. I will see you next week.